0: What's popping, Hannah? How are you?
1: Hey. Nothing much. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's December. Great. We have the Melvins' Stoner Witch album playing in the background. Yes. I don't know if it's picking up. Um, we were going to go over our Spotify rap playlist, not the entire ones. Um but just maybe like the top 25 songs or so. Mm -hmm. Um, We were going to trade off going uh, I talk about a song, and then you talk about a song, and Mm -hmm. we just do that. And um, after that, we'll get into the albums for November. Um, Do you want to start it off, Mm -hmm. your playlist? Sure. You got it ready? Show me how
1: to do it.
0: i guess just start it there um that would be
1: 25
0: that citizen?
1: yeah okay so the first song is um called i want to kill you by citizen and this album came out this year it's off of um the album is called life in your glass world but specifically this song is probably my favorite off the album other than Blue Sunday.
0: I do love and, Blue Sunday. Um,
1: it's just a really good like pop punk track. It's very upbeat. It's very energetic, honestly. It, it's a great workout song. It's perfect for like the gym. It gets you super energized. It's, it's it's heavy, but at the same time it's um just poppy enough, you know what I'm saying? It's a great it's a great track one
0: of my songs of the year I don't know what you're saying well, um well. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I've got a lot of songs from this year on my playlist too and I, probably the same for you I wouldn't say that all of these are going to represent what my favorite songs of the year will be um I feel like most played is a little different from actual like personal favorite personally um But starting mine off, I've got a lot of the same artists in mind. It's going to be just back and forth between the same like five or six artists. Um, The first one I've got is uh, Lover Girl by Aaron Fraser um, from Duran Jones and the Indications. He released his solo album in January and there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's definitely in the style of the Duran Jones stuff, um, but this time it's just him, but it's just a really nice, like, R&B upbeat track, just makes you feel good. Um, definitely my favorite and the one that I remember most from that album. Um, I think I prefer the actual Duran Jones album that came out this year a little bit more, um, than Aaron Fraser's solo, but I like the song more than anything on that album. What have you got next?
1: My next track is called Innocent by Teenage Priest, which is a little indie project. Um, it's a really cute song. It's very poppy, but it's definitely like an indie track. Um, I don't know a whole bunch about this guy. I think it's one person. Um, I just really know this one song, but it's definitely worth it a listen. It's a really good just indie track. Indie pop. Bedroom pop type song.
0: Good song. You've played it in the car a whole lot.
1: Yes, I have. i played it so much this year.
0: My next song is A Bottle of Rum by Shushu featuring Grouper. Um, Liz Harris from Grouper. Um, I wasn't crazy about the new Shushu album. I mean, it wasn't I didn't think it was bad, but it just wasn't in my personal taste, but I really liked this song. It's one of their most accessible songs to date. They can get pretty weird and out there, and I don't mind that, but sometimes I I, I like accessible Shoo Shoo stuff more than the really crazy out there stuff. It's just a really good kind of indie pop song, kind of dark, which you would expect from them, but um, yeah, it's really solid what have you got next
1: my next track is miss the rage by trippy red and playboy cardi and this is like it might it's probably in my top five i've listened to this song (laughs) so much um i guess you could call some people call it emo rap cloud rap alternative rap you know what i'm saying but i think i think this is just such a good song it's so energetic it it feels like it would be on the track on the soundtrack of like a superhero movie. I don't know why. It just, <laughs> yeah. Whenever like, I uh, listen to it, I feel like I'm Batman or something. That sounds so dumb, but when I, I just love the energy on this track. I'm not usually a Playboy Cardi fan, but um, he really comes through on this one, and I I like Trippy Red a lot. I mean, he's growing on me. So.
0: It kind of gives me the vibe of like the that song Sunflower from the Spider-Man animated movie kind of seems like it would be in that world it's
1: kind of in the same world but um it's it's such a good it's very fresh i haven't heard a whole bunch of songs like this before um it's a great track
0: my next one is uh from an album there's going to be a lot more of in the top 25 it's uh manifesto by tyler the creator featuring domo genesis um I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's just like a kind of straightforward, like, sort of experimental rap song, but not, like, too experimental. Um, But it's just a really solid track. I I think it was at, uh, I think it was Tyler kind of, like, calling out people who were, like, saying he wasn't doing enough and... Um, He wasn't saying enough about certain issues and like all of the pressure that people put on celebrities to like stand out against uh, certain things going on in the world. Um, Kind of feeling criticized for just doing anything. Um, Kind of having people breathing down your neck. Um, But yeah, that's all I really have to say about that one what do you have next
1: my next song is called Memphis by AG Club which is um, a rap project and this song this whole album is really good but this song in particular is the best in my opinion and it just makes me feel so hyped up it makes me feel like I'm that bitch you know what I'm saying <laughs> it makes me feel like nobody can tell me anything whenever I listen to this song um, it's just a really good track. It's a great workout track, or like a gym track.
0: You like your workout tracks, I I've do, noticed. I do. Um, my next one is my all-time favorite Ween song, although it's not the most played Ween song on the playlist. Um, it's Transdermal Celebration off of the album Quebec from 2003. Um, <laughs> This is just a really straightforward, like, kind of alternative rock song with maybe like a little bit of psychedelic vibes going on. I really love the, uh, kind of flangey, like, distorted shoegazy guitar on it. Um, it's very, like, summery and it just makes me feel really good. And, um, Yeah, definitely my favorite Ween song. I have a lot of happy memories associated with it. Like when I first uh, got really into them this year, I just think about like the first time I heard this song and it really blew me away. But yeah, I love some Ween and there's gonna be a lot more in the uh, top 25 here.
1: My next song is called Mine Forever by Lord Huron off his new album. And this was... I think it was the first single that he put out for the album, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think so. Wasn't
1: it? Um,
0: or uh, Not Dead Yet, Not maybe. Dead Yet,
1: maybe. It was one of the first singles that he put out, and I remember listening to it and th- hoping that the whole album would sound like that, because it's, it has very much a country vibe to it, like a, like a folky country vibe, but it's not a country track. It's still very much alternative, like, indie type singer-songwriter, but um, I just like, I just think this song, I think he comes across kind of crazy and unhinged on this album, particularly this song, like um, he's just talking about how this girl that he, his love interest is gonna be his his love forever, you know he's obsessed with her and he's not afraid to show it um, that's a, a recurring theme in his music which I, I can appreciate that, American Psycho vibes I can appreciate that so yeah hats off to you Mr. Huron
0: <laughs> I love Lord Huron I'm actually kind of surprised some of his stuff wasn't in my um, top songs playlist but like I said this isn't always like indicative of like what my favorite songs of the year were um my next song is definitely uh mood change it's um wide open spaces by the uh dixie chicks it's just a straightforward like 90s country song it makes me feel pretty nostalgic it just uh i don't know i really like that era of country music like um I'm really drawn to the 90s as a decade for uh, that kind of music. It just means a lot to me. Um I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. Um It's just a really like feel-good song. I-, I like to listen to it um along with other like 90s country while I'm like driving around like out in the country, like while I'm working or on the way to work or running errands or something. Um It's just a good vibe all around.
1: My next song is from Taylor Swift. It's called False God. And it's off her Lover album. I actually rediscovered this song this year. Although I had heard it before I kind of fell in love with it this year. And it's a lot different for a Taylor track. Whenever I heard it this year, I remember thinking it sounds like Taylor Swift produced by The Weeknd. Um, It has kind of a R&B vibe to it um it's very slick it's it's a really really smooth track and i like the message of it i think it's kind of sad it's kind of like a tragic love story which is very not to be that person but it's kind of classic taylor and i appreciate that in her music so it's a really good song
0: the uh, sound of that song reminds me a lot of the nineteen seventy five. For <gasps> yeah, some yeah,
1: yeah, the nineteen seventy five too. <clears throat> it definitely draws from that um, aesthetic, I guess you could say, or like the production style. But it's it's um it's different for her, and I really like that. I wish she would do more songs like this because it sounds really good with her vocals.
0: Agree, agree. Um, I've enjoyed you playing that one in the car a lot. Um, my next one is off a very hated album um it's a little thing called "Love" by Neil Young, who will appear again um I got really big into Neil Young this year um It's kind of a random song to be so high up but I think I just got kind of obsessed with it for a little bit it um it's like just like a really breezy like kind of feel good like rock song it's got like bongos and stuff it kind of reminds me of like steely dan or something um but it's not indicative of what the rest of that album sounds like the rest of the album is like electronic and he's like using a vocoder it's super strange and experimental and i'm not really sure what he was taking to throw this song onto an album of otherwise like electronic music um but I still really like this song. Um, yeah.
1: My next song is called Tired of Your Love by a duo called Between Friends, and they're actually brother and sister. Um, but it's electronic, um, dancey, I'd say it's electronic indie type music. Yeah. You've compared it to some hyper stuff, but I kind of disagree. I don't think it's necessarily hyper but it's... It's definitely um like new new age pop music and they just came out with this album I, I like everything that they've put out they don't have any songs that i don't like um it's just your your you know a good electronic dance track between friends
0: i i do enjoy some between friends um I think the only reason i thought of it as hyper pop was just because of like the auto tune and how it's like pop but it's not like i feel like it's not pop that you would necessarily hear on the radio either
1: it's definitely alternative
0: yeah i guess alternative but it's pop.
1: still electron it's very electronic and dancey and it sounds so youthful it sounds very adolescent if i had to that, that's probably a weird word to use but It just sounds like adolescence. It sounds so youthful. But um, they're really cool. I really, really enjoy all of their music. They're definitely worth giving a listen to. And they're up and coming too. So support them.
0: Hell yeah. Support new upcoming artists. Mm -hmm. Um, My next song is another Tyler the Creator song. I think this entire album was on here. Um, It's Massa. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this song either, but I do really love it, and it's got one of my favorite lines um on the album, which is um i've got too much self respect I wash my hands before I piss, um which is like top <laughs> which is like top ten Tyler lines ever um I remember the first time I heard that I was like, Whoa, um.' yeah it's a really good song Um, it's actually like a pretty serious song but even um, when Tyler's getting serious he's got like this sense of humor he'll throw like a really goofy line into like an otherwise really serious track I think it's like sort of his way of coping with things Um, yeah what's your next one
1: my next song is called Guilty Conscience by 070 Shake um, I don't know a whole lot about this artist. Um, I think it's a, a woman or a female. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me. But, this is the only song I know of theirs. And, it's kind- It's it's alternative, but it's also kind of R&B. It has an R&B flair to it. And, I really like the lyrics of it. It's kind of, um lovesick and it's very poetic at the same time. It's it's a really really good track. Very fresh.
0: I do enjoy that track a lot. Um, I wasn't too crazy about the uh
1: Sam and Paula remix
0: yeah it's
1: I, bad I'm not even trying to be and I love Tam and Paula but the remix that he did of this song <laughs> is like trash I
0: uh it's really terrible I wasn't I wasn't gonna say that but it's <laughs> it's bad it's I would not, not, not listen favorite. to it my
1: favorite honestly I would say it's bad um, it's just not good
0: I think it in a way though it made me appreciate the original song more yeah um, me too cause I, I just I love the chorus of the original song um my next one is yet another ween song um take me away which is off of probably my favorite album of theirs it's the opening track to chocolate and cheese which is just a mixed bag like crazy goofy album where they're doing all kinds of different genres and i think that's like the point of it um but this song is like it sounds like a really drunk guy like fronting like a doors-ish kind of band and um sort of doing like an Elvisy thing too but it, it's just like a heavy rock song and I think it's a really like fun energetic album opener and I love um this part in the song where um the guys there's like one person clapping and then like <laughs> the guy singing is like thank you um I think it's really awkward and funny and definitely in the vein of A lot of Ween's humor. Um, I really appreciate their humor and um, how they don't take themselves too seriously.
1: My next song is called Super Soaker by one of my new favorite artists of all time. I just discovered her not too long ago. Her name is Earth Eater. That's the project's name. And I don't even know how to describe her in words. She's so ethereal. She's very otherworldly. If I had to describe her music, I would say it's definitely alternative, but I don't even know what, what sub-genre of alternative it could list under because there's so many different elements to her music. Um, it's, it has a hyper-pop tinge to it, but at the same time, she's got some uh, like ballad type songs, it's she's kind of all over the place. But Super Soaker specifically is the first song I heard from her, and it's it's kind of insane. I was a little bit mind blown. I've never heard anything like her before. Honestly, it's it's so new. It's
0: she's very unique. She's
1: extremely unique. She's an amazing vocalist. Um, I know she she's a multi instrumentalist too. So she plays a lot of different things. She's just incredibly talented. And her music videos are something else, like the videos are wild
0: i <laughs> uh, I like the one for Joyride. It's yes. pretty strange but
1: um, she is up and coming. she's a new artist, and she's getting some um more recognition now, but I recommend her to anybody that likes alternative, weirder pop music
0: for sure. She is
1: so cool. I cannot say enough good things about her. I'm, I've become very obsessed with her. <laughs> She's amazing. I love her.
0: She's really cool, and it makes you wonder like where music is going because you every like like every day you think that music has gone as far as it possibly could, but it, it really hasn't. And there's a lot of doors that like haven't been opened yet and i feel like she's one of those artists that's like opening those doors she and
1: definitely is
0: trying new things
1: she's definitely it's definitely experimental and she's paving the way for pop music i think i think she's gonna blow up mark my words i loved her first before everybody else <laughs> you're
0: I claiming her,
1: her i claimed her she's mine
0: <laughs> all right The next one I've got is uh, the first track um, off of one of my favorite albums of the year. You'll see exactly where it places on my list when we get to it at the end of the month. Um, It's also one of my all-time favorite songs. I I really love it. Um, It's Reach Out by Sufjan Stephens and Angelo De Augustine. It's a really beautiful folk song, um, it's very simple, but just their vocal performance is really intimate and touching and beautiful, and I really love the lyrics on it, um, and the music video is really wholesome. I think it's, like, both, like, home footage of both of their dogs, maybe from a long time ago, or maybe from recently, but it just looks really old, so I can't tell, um, but the video will make you tear up if you watch it, especially if you love dogs and you love Sufjan and just really pretty music like that. Um, yeah, the, that album was amazing and this is definitely my favorite song on it and I couldn't get enough of it when it first came out.
1: My next song is extremely, extremely high up on my list in terms of my personal favorites. And it's Replica by Corey Hanson. Yes. And I remember I have, like, a special story with this song. The first time I heard it, I was not having a very good time in my life. And I remember I took, like, some CBD gummies. And then I was (laughs) eating, like, an Oreo milkshake. And this song came on. I was like, I'm going to check this out. It started playing. And I felt like I was having, like, a come-to-Jesus moment. Like, it was really surreal. I don't know what it is about him, but all of his after i listened to this song i got into all of his other music and he's really something else he's very innovative and he's he's doing something very different with folk music and um that genre it's just amazing it's it takes you to an entire different world and it helped me through a lot of different things in my life so far so i, I really recommend this artist and this song specifically was the first one i heard from him it's amazing
0: love some cory hansen i've got um, him coming up pretty soon actually um and i love the song replica i think that was the same night that i heard the song for the first time or Maybe 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 it was like the next night or something but I, I think like i had a similar experience where i had taken some cbd and like we were in the car or something and we just looked at each other and we were like this is a fucking amazing song and i, I know we did the same thing with melted face by wand his uh band too um melted rope melted rope yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um love melted rope um, such a good song Yeah, Replica is amazing. Um, Yes. My next song is No No by Mike, who I got pretty obsessed with um, earlier this year. He's got this, like, lo-fi, hypnagogic, uh, I think is the word people are using, which means, like, sort of like how Vaporwave sounds like it was kind of just baked in the sun and, like, kind of like an old cassette tape that's been worn out, um, I don't know, it's just got this, like, really, like, old, like, feel to it, um, and it's got this really cool, like, soul sample, um, behind his rapping, I, I just really admire his style, I think it's something different, um, and I think he's really taking off, and uh, getting a cult following and I hope that he blows up and gets his due someday because I think he's extremely talented and he reminds me a lot of um, MF Doom Um, yeah love some Mike I've got another song of his coming up later actually Um, yeah
1: my next song is Naked by Doja Cat off her new album Planet Her and this song is just I mean it's very classic Doja, if you know her music, it's just a great um rap track. It's pretty much what you would expect from the title. I mean Yeah. It's I mean it's not for everybody, but I, I really love her music and if you already like her you will you'll like the song if you know like classic Doja songs. Um yeah. uh, Overall, it's a great album. She doesn't stray too far from her roots in terms of this album. I mean, she usually writes following the same themes and stuff. And she's just fun. And I think it's important to have artists like that. That aren't trying to do anything insane. Like, she's just having fun. And I appreciate that. I don't think it makes the art vapid or dumb like some people will try to say. It's just you have to be able to listen to stuff that's gonna bring you joy and I mean not everything has to take itself so seriously to be art. So I really enjoyed this project and this song.
0: For sure, I really enjoyed um the new Doja Cat album. I think I prefer hot pink just a tiny bit but
1: Me too. Just a little.
0: <laughs> it's just a really high bar to set. Um yeah. My next song is another one by Tyler. He's all over this playlist. It's uh Corso. I think it's because I would just listen to this album on a loop, the whole thing all the time, not even like the individual songs. Um, but Corso is it's not the intro track, but it's like after the intro track, so it's kind of like an intro track. Um it kind of just gets the mood of the album going it's just a really like energetic fun opener and um Mm -hmm. dj drama is just going crazy i I know some people hated his ad libs and stuff on the album but i think they're a lot of fun and i think people need to lighten up a little bit um yeah
1: my next song is called bound for the floor by local age it's the only song i know about them and i really don't know very much about this band um But it's very much 90s grunge, angsty, power ballad type song. It's also another good one for working out or gym. Um, It helps me get my aggression out. This is like one of those songs that I listen to when I'm mad. It's just it's like very <laughs> angsty, but it's so catchy, though. And I, I can't believe I hadn't heard it until this year, honestly. Um, the first time I heard it, I was like, damn, where has this been all my life? Because I, I, it came out, I think, in the 90s. So um, I'm really glad that I found this song. It's great. My sister showed it to me.
0: It kind of sounds like, and you've made this comparison with, like think like a built spill song before it sounds like what like a bully and like a goosebumps episode would be yeah listening it does to. <laughs> it sounds like like the bully
1: that's walking down the school and the school um and then they walk up to the little kid and shove him in the locker like this is what's playing you know and it came out in 1996 so I can't believe that this came out before I was even born and I didn't hear it until this year but this is a great song this is such a good song it's very much bully vibes Bully schoolyard, bully if, core. If you like that, if that's what you're into, um, then this is the song for you. <laughs>
0: uh, I've got "Next Chapter Road" by Ween, which is really high up on my favorite songs of theirs. It's just like, it's just like a really goofy song I I don't really know what Joppa Road is but I knowing them it's probably like some inside joke or maybe some like local place to them that's not (laughs) like a tropical place it um but the song just sounds like a if a travel brochure became a song it's really like goofy but it's really fun to sing along to and it just makes me really happy and um I remember when i was getting obsessed with this album i would listen to this song on repeat i'm honestly surprised it's not my like top played ween track let alone my top play track of the year even if it's not necessarily my favorite ween song um but i I do love it quite a bit um there's a little bit more ween to come
1: my next song is called devil's advocate by the neighborhood which is one of my favorite bands Um, period. And this song is so good. It's very 90s boy band infused. But, um, this song basically, I love the, it's two-dimensional because it's basically just him feeling like he's everything, but also feeling like trash at the same time. And I just think that's an interesting concept for the song. Um, it's so is such a it's so catchy. It's very '90s boy band infused. Um, it's it's got a lot of pop culture in it. I really really like this track.
0: His name is Jesse, right?
1: Jesse Rutherford, I believe.
0: Yeah, he Jesse's got like a, I love the neighborhood. He's got like this charismatic kind of boy band <laughs> kind of thing yeah. to him a little bit. He's just like very, I feel like he's very lovable to people and that's that's cool that's good for him
1: i think he pulls from a lot of different things too like he pulls from the r&b types old school type stuff but then he pulls from a lot of like alternative grungy type music so he's he's got a lot going on in his music i think that's why people like him so much because he he does a lot with a little and I hate it when people try to say that they're just like, they, they try to boil them down to being like a teen girl band. Like, y'all don't even know the impact they've had on music. Like, okay. they're <laughs> I'm not going to start, but they're to me, they're very iconic. Very, very iconic. I think they've paved the way for a lot of alternative pop, popular music now.
0: I do really enjoy The Neighborhood. I think you're the one that got me into them because I kind of knew of them before, but I like never really got around to listening to them. Um, my next one I've got is In the Morning by Built to Spill, um, which is one of my favorite bands of the 90s and 2000s. Um, it's just a really... Um, like kind of an angsty like energetic opener um to what's actually my favorite album of theirs it's extremely 90s like not even sure like what the song structure is like there is a chorus but like the verses are just all over the place and loose and kind of chaotic and the video is also chaotic um I can't even really explain it you'd have to just go on YouTube and watch it um, it looks like something that, like, on Beavis and Butthead, like, when they would, like, watch music videos and, like, make stupid comments about them, it looks like it would be, like, on that show. It, it might have even been, who knows, because they had a lot of bands on there. Um, but yeah, one of one of my favorite Built to Spill songs. One of my favorite music videos.
1: My next song is a song called Inside Out by Spoon. And I don't really know a whole lot about this group. Um, It's alternative, indie type music. It's very upbeat, this particular song. I don't know a whole lot of their music. But um, this was definitely reoccurring in my my playlist this year. I listened to it so many different times. It feels very motivational to me. I just like listening to it. Whenever I'm working out or I'm just driving around, it has a hopeful premise to it, and it's just a kind of a feel-good uh, poppy type song. But yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it.
0: Love Inside Out, great song. Um, my next one is "Sweetheart Like You" by Bob Dylan. Um, not a lot of people's like go-to era for him Uh, a lot of people were really fixated on his like 60s persona and his 60s music and I obviously get that because I mean it's it's sort of one of those things that's so like in the zeitgeist it's like kind of like when people like go on and on and on about how the Beatles made good music because uh, of course they did but it's sort of like it's sort of beating you over the head and i'm not trying to take away from it but i'm really interested in like his later stuff but i feel like doesn't get the same kind of shine and people shit all over like critics um i think some of that stuff is a lot better than what actually made him famous i'm not dissing what made him famous but um yeah anyway i really love this song it's got this like really slick like early 80s production and Mark Knopfler from uh, Dire Straits plays guitar on it. It's just a really smooth, kind of like R&B track. It's kind of like gritty, and I really love the lyrics and the story they tell. Um, Yeah.
1: My next song is another track off of Planet Her from Doja Cat. Get into it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: a mood change
1: yeah definitely um, this is just a really fun song it's very energetic It. I don't think it takes itself too seriously it's very funny um, very classic Doja it's she brings all the heat but in a very comedic way and I think her lyrics are just fucking hilarious and I love Doja
0: so. we love Doja in this house yeah um I've got next, Hot Wind Blows featuring Lil Wayne by Tyler the Creator, um, definitely one of my top five on Call Me If You Get Lost, um, I don't know a whole lot to say about this song except it's got this really cool, like, flute sample and it's got, like, a really amazing verse by Lil Wayne and also DJ Dramas, um, like speaking part on this is really hilarious when he's talking about the young lady just fed me vanilla ice cream (laughs) and we've got our toes out. Um, It's very true to Tyler. Um, Love that song. Love Tyler. Love Lil Wayne. Love DJ drama. Great album.
1: My next song is a very iconic song by one of my favorite bands, the Pixies and Monkey Gone to Heaven. Yes. Off... In my opinion their best album do little and this song to be honest with you i don't really know what it means um <laughs> to, I, I whenever i hear this song i always think about harambe because when he died whenever he got uh slain in that zoo i posted oh. the link to this with the picture saying rest in peace harambe because he went to heaven i mean i don't know
0: The monkey's gone to heaven he's
1: gone to heaven and um it's just it I don't really know what the song means. I just know it's extremely catchy and it's extreme. It goes with the whole vibe of this album, if you've ever heard Doolittle. It's it's kind of chaotic, but...
0: It's a fucking insane album. It's
1: insane. It's amazing. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, But it it was before it's time, too. I feel like it doesn't really get its flowers enough. And um, it came out in 1989, which is kind of crazy, because I thought it came out later than that. But, yeah.
0: They were super ahead of their time. They were
1: very ahead of their time.
0: Um, I love the part of that song where he's like, if
1: God is seven. Yeah. it. I, I feel like they also don't, they're another band that do, that doesn't follow a formula with their music. It's it's so all over the place and chaotic. But some, in the best way.
0: Yeah, some of their shit sounds like they almost made it up on the fucking spot. Yeah, it or like,
1: sounds improvised or something, but it's like it came out so good. <laughs>
0: it's amazing. I, yeah. I love Doolittle. I listened to that album like four times in one day God. recently.
1: I can't even explain how much I love this album. But yeah, if you had not heard it, you gotta listen to this song.
0: Um, my next one is Roses Are Free by Ween, um, which is another song that has some really strange lyrics, uh, eat plenty of lasagna till you've had your fill, I don't even know how to describe what this song sounds like, it's like, it's maybe like a little 80s-ish, but it also sounds like kind of 2000s indie pop, like, something like, I don't know, Matt and Kim, or like, 2000s of Montreal or something it's just really bright sounding and it's also got one of Ween's best guitar solos um around the second half of the song it's kind of gives me chills to listen to it I, I really love um I think Gene Ween's guitar playing um and I think it's in full force on this song yeah
1: my next song is called Charlie by Shooter Gang Coney.
0: <laughs> and, um, keep, is that the song that's like, keep it Charlie, I don't want to hurt...
1: Keep it Charlie, I don't want to hurt nobody, fellas. I'm just trying to catch a vibe or a body... Keep it Charlie, bitch, I gotta jump out. Okay. Um, <laughs> this song is just really funny, honestly. It goes hard. And I feel like he's being serious, but he's he's also just really, really funny. This This song is like a whole story um it's all over the place it's very crazy very good song very hilarious what do you think about it shane
0: i i do enjoy the track charlie um mm-hmm. by shooter gang coney i'm, tra- I'm looking at
1: the lyrics right now because i'm <laughs> there's this line <laughs> where he's talking about like linking up with the older woman and putting his gun in her fanny bag. It's just like it's, it's a wild story but it's funny. It's very catchy.
0: Going back to Corey Hansen I've got the song Paper Fog off of his newest album Pale Horse Rider. Um, absolutely love Pale Horse Rider. Love the promotion behind it. Love like the costumes and all of the weird YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. He in promotion for it, the limited hangout series, um, yeah, Paper Fog is one of the best opening tracks I've ever heard, it's got this, like, sort of slow build-up, and then there's this really explosive guitar part, where, like, I don't know, you just get sucked into this weird, like, universe, it's got, like, these sort of like I don't know like hallucinating in the desert vibes or something it's really hard to explain and it's also really apocalyptic um just like the rest of the album um yeah it's it's a phenomenal song on a phenomenal album and I feel like any words I could say about it just don't do it justice
1: my next one is when you die from the iconic album little dark age by MGMT and, um, I mean, what is there really to say about this song? I feel like everybody loves it. is is very well loved and...
0: Love that album, the, love that song.
1: Yes. I mean, the whole album is great, but this is definitely, um, a top track for a lot of people. So, I, t- I just, I really like this song. It's, it's definitely, um, different. They were doing something different before everybody else was, and I think... They paved the way for a lot of this sound. And they started a lot a lot of a good track for artists to follow.
0: I love the part where he's like, go fuck yourself. I, like, you I also like right. how
1: anthemic it is.
0: It's very like, I feel like ever since they've released this song, it's probably like, one of the ones that people go to heart go like the hardest to when they see it live
1: definitely it's like a true blue mgmt song you know great song
0: my next one is another neil song um one of my all-time favorites um see the sky about to rain off of the on the beach album love on the beach might be my favorite album of his But that changes about every day I don't really know how to describe the song it's like really laid back um, and it's got this like pedal steel guitar that's just so warm sounding and I don't know why but ever since I read and heard about the uh, story of this album with um, the honey slides I I can't even like explain what that is Um, in proper detail but just look up the story of the on the beach album and you'll get what i'm talking about but i I can't like because of that i can't not associate this album with just like smoking a shit ton of weed just being stoned out of your mind that's exactly what the song feels like to me and I have a lot of really happy memories of like driving around to it when the sun was out and the weather was really warm. It's just a perfect song, definitely one of his best.
1: My next song is big yawn. Kiss me more by Doja Cat featuring SZA, and this is just a summer jam. I mean, I remember when this came out, and I listened to it probably 40 times in one day. And then continued to listen to it 40 more times each Every following day. day. Um, I remember listening to this right before I got my wisdom teeth out to comfort me. <laughs> I would be thinking, I'm going to get my teeth pulled out of my head. But this song would comfort me because it's, so, it's, so, it's just so fun. It's a great song. Everybody loves this song. That's why it blew up. Kiss Me More. Doja Cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Jam of the Summer. For sure um can't deny it my next one is off of an album that i have given praise to before and i will give praise to again soon when i do my albums of the year it's uh mystery by turnstile the opening song on their album glow on um definitely my favorite song on the album it is like one of the best album openers I've ever heard in my entire life um it's just so energetic and and fun and just balls to the wall and like Balls to the wall, damn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know another <laughs> way to like, describe it.
1: That sounds like something like...
0: Uh, like, like I'm trying to... Malcolm
1: in the Middle, of the older brother. <laughs> like, this is balls to the wall.
0: This is balls to the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's what it makes me feel. It makes me feel like that. <laughs> it makes you feel like... It makes me feel like a, like a punk kid knock Malcolm in the Middle. You have
1: of, to have a skateboard. You yeah. be drinking a Monster Energy drink to be able to say that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm appropriating... Uh,
1: Malcolm in the Kyle Middle culture,
0: culture, Kyle culture, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, it's an amazing song yes, off I of think. an amazing album. Um, Thanks.
1: Yeah, my next song is Affection by the group I was talking about earlier, Between Friends. And this was the first song I heard by them, and um, I think it's still my favorite from them. I've listened to it so many different times. It's definitely something I will continue to go back to. It doesn't It doesn't get old for me. Um, their stuff doesn't really change over their discography. I mean, I think they've matured a lot, but they stay true to their roots, and it's just a good alternative pop song. It's a great song.
0: I love that song. I remember the first time you showed that to me. It, it had a, I think you said it the song uh you and i by washed out kind of reminded you of it a little yeah, bit Yeah, it's
1: like i guess you could say bedroom pop it kind of matches the description
0: my next song is probably my other favorite ween song aside from transdermal celebration it's freedom of 76 um it's just a perfect like summer track um the lyrics are pretty simple i think it's just them kind of talking about their hometown and making like a lot of like very popular references to it um and it's got this like amazing electric guitar i, I love the chords um and it's got like these bongos and it's got uh one of uh dean's best vocal performances ever um he really hits all of those high notes it's just a perfect song um if i didn't love (laughs) transdermal celebration so much this would definitely be my favorite Mm. um but it is my most played uh ween song of the entire year so i guess that's saying something
1: my next song is another one from citizen which is one of my favorite bands Um, since I was 14, I've loved them, and it's called Blue Sunday, and it's actually higher on my list than I Wanna Kill You, which kind of surprises me a little bit, but, um, same vibe, same, similar premise, the whole album is, it's not samey, but it's definitely got its themes, and, um, it follows through throughout the album. And it's a it's a great track. I mean, I recommend if you like pop punk music or you like Citizen, definitely listen to it. The whole album is amazing, but um, this one in particular is really special.
0: Love that song. It's probably my favorite Citizen song, maybe or I don't know. Cement's pretty high for me. Yeah. Um, my next one is Joker Man. By Bob Dylan. Another song from the album I mentioned before uh, I didn't say the album name but it's called Infidels it's from 1983 uh, I actually just got the record recently um, one of my favorites it's just got that really slick sound that I was talking about and I, I love Mark Knopfler's guitar playing on it and the lyrics are some of his all time best I can't even begin to <laughs> decipher what exactly they're about it seems like it seems like they're about like everything and nothing all at once um they're definitely some of his most like poetic lyrics since I would say like visions of Joanna um yeah it's just a perfect song and the chorus is just really fun to just belt along to like in the car I I really love that song and um, it's also the name, um, the namesake of one of my favorite podcasts um, called Jokerman, so you should check that out if you're a fan of him.
1: Yes, um, my next song is Hollywood Forever by Farmer John Crispy, a.k.a. Father John Misty, who is Papa a John. very talented, rambly, Tangent E <laughs> man who I like very much. Um and this is one of his least like ranty songs, so it's
0: pretty straightforward. It's very
1: straightforward. Um I think it's for him. Yeah, for him. I mean if I had to say if I had to pick a song that would I would say is most commercial for him, it'd probably be this song. I feel like it would be appealing to a larger audience rather than some of his other stuff and um it's just a really good song i mean it's it's an alternative rock song um he's got his folky roots and everything but this one's pretty straight to it it's a great song it's very um it's like belting it's it hits hard yeah it's hard love it it's hardcore so farmer john crispy
0: Love you very much. I love Father John Um My next one is "What's Your Name" featuring YoungBoy. What's <laughs> your name? By Tyler the Creator. Um, my what second. Is your name? What do you bring? <laughs> my second favorite song on that album. Um, the number one we'll get to very soon. Um, this song is just absolute bliss. It's just fucking perfect and. I was telling Hannah earlier, I feel like if it came out in the 90s, it would be number one on the charts. It's just got this 90s, like, old-school, like, windows down, driving around vibe, and the lyrics are perfect. And I love the instrumental um, behind it. It's just so sunny and perfect in every way.
1: Big, big agree. Definitely agree with you there. My next song is um, by... Travis Scott off of Astro World, everybody's favorite. Oh, no. (laughs) I feel like this is really bad timing, you guys. Um,
0: It's a good song.
1: Rest in peace to everybody that lost their life, of course. That's really tragic. Um, But, I mean, I do do really enjoy his music. Um, And I listened to this song a lot this year. Can't say by Travis Scott. Yeah. Not a whole lot to say about it. It's pretty straightforward. I mean.
0: It's a good song.
1: It sounds like the rest of Astro World. <laughs> to yeah. To be honest with you.
0: I've got Evil Eye by Mike. Yeah. Um, it's got one of the best hip hop samples I've ever heard. I, I love the, I think it's like a, I can't tell if it's a woman or a man singing. Cause you know I need you to get me through you know the I night. Um, and Mike's flow is just so fun. It's so upbeat, and I mean, it, it sounds kind of like the album name, which is disco. It just—I don't know. I, I can just picture like the ball just spinning, and I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just a perfect song, and um, I, I really love the rest of the album too. I, I got really obsessed with it for a while, like I said, and I think Mike deserves a lot more praise.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, love his samples, love his flows
1: my next song is by SZA. It's, um I think the only song that she released this year other than the one that she released yesterday, Good Days um, I love the music video for this song, I love the sentiment, I love SZA <laughs> I mean, what's not to like about her um, her vocals come through perfect as always instrumentation It's very mellow, Um, it's a great vibe, great energy from SZA, I love her.
0: It's a gorgeous song, SZA's voice on it is really beautiful. Um, My second most played song um, is Lumberjack by Tyler, um, which I think has a lot to do with it being the first single and I was so excited for the album, I was just playing the fuck out of the song. Um, trying to like figure out what the rest of the album was going to sound like. Because um, it's not like one of my top five on the album, but it's still a really fun track. Um, mm-hmm. I love the guy screaming it's different. It's really different. It's really iconic.
1: I love that part. <laughs> um, my next song, my number one song of the year, which kind of surprised me a little bit, but I did listen to it a lot. Is Bitchuary by Shorty Shorty. <laughs> um, I just think this song is funny, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just, it's, you put it on and you don't have to think. <laughs> you don't have to really think very hard. It's a funny song. Um, I mean, I just love this song. I listened to it so many different times.
0: I remember you playing it a lot, like, pretty recently, too.
1: Yes, yes, yes. He's in the club drinking Henny and a black him out. He got his gun in. That's what that's from. After, wow. I thought so. But he won't do that because that gangster stuff, it's out of style. <laughs> that's why he left the club early. So that's all I have to say. Shout out to him.
0: My number one most played song is... Sweet slash I Thought You Wanted to Dance uh, featuring Brent Faiyaz and Fana Hughes by Tyler the Creator. This to me is the best song that Tyler has ever done in his entire career. I think it's like his magnum opus. Um, it's an eight minute song, which I guess would be his longest song to this point. Um, the first half is just this really feel good slow like r&b jam and then um it sort of transitions into this really like sad like reggae song um like you get your like you get like kind of these romantic happy feelings from the first half and then Mm -hmm. the second half it's like those just get stomped on completely um Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a really gorgeous cinematic track and I love it very much. Mm-hmm. It is my most played song of the year, and yeah, so I'm played it a lot. I'm very proud of that. I think it. I think Spotify told me I played it 45 times, which is a lot for an eight-minute-long song. So yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great song. I mean, the whole album is amazing. To be honest with you, like I, I love, I just love that album. I think that it's not my favorite album from him but I love the direction that he went with it and I love DJ Head on this album.
0: I oh yeah, DJ Drama.
1: DJ Drama, DJ Head, everybody that collaborated with him on the album. is, It's just funny. It's feel good, but at the same time it hits hard and I think it packs a punch where it was intending to.
0: Hannah's starting an ASMR career. Yeah. She's over here opening up. A- pop tart uh rapper (laughs) drinking coffee Mm -hmm. um moving on now we're gonna talk about five albums i've picked from november um and the first one that i've got is the silk sonic album an evening with silk sonic what do you think about the silk sonic album
1: I absolutely love it. I think it's groundbreaking. I think it's one of the best albums that's been in the mainstream in a while.
0: Definitely, I agree, and I um hope it's like a signal of what's to come with like future mainstream albums. I feel like it's been a while since something this big has had this sort of like retro flair to it.
1: Oh yeah. I love the nostalgia factor absolutely love it.
0: Um, it's one of the most anticipated records of the year. And I think it's just as good as everybody hoped for. Um, I know a lot of people were looking forward to it since they put out, leave the door open earlier this year.
1: Yes. I remember when that song came out and I was thinking, I hope, I hope the rest of the album sounds like this. I'm sure it will, especially with Anderson and Bruno Mars. I mean, they're, they're great together.
0: Oh yeah. They have, they have a great chemistry. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's like a 70s soul funk disco kind of hybrid throwback sound, and it even features Bootsy Collins, which I think is really cool. He's popped up on a lot of stuff lately. like
1: Yes, he was on the Tyler, he's been on the Cali, on Cali not super recently, but...
0: Oh, yeah. Still, I mean, recently in the the grand scheme of things, yeah, it was yeah. probably, what was what, like 2017? years, yeah. Um but getting into the tracks um the intro is a lot of fun but i would kind of consider it just like an extension to leave the door open cuz it goes right into it and like we said it was a really massive single it's just mm-hmm. a feel good soul slow jam and it's got this really explosive build up to the chorus and i think that it uh had all the ingredients to be a mega hit um between Anderson's like goofy, but smooth, uh, spoken delivery on the verses and Bruno just absolutely destroying with his vocal performance and the chorus. Um, and I love the last minute of the song where everything just goes to 100. Um, it's a really great single and I think it deserves to be the most famous song on the album. Um, even if it's not necessarily my favorite, it, it deserves all of the, uh, success and I think it brought a lot of attention to the project
1: 100% I absolutely agree with you and I love I love the energy that they have together I'm so glad that they did an album together um the energy is just like palpable I mean you can feel it they have a lot of chemistry I love I think my favorite off the album is "Flies Me
0: yeah that's the next song I freaking
1: love that song okay I love every song (laughs) but I love how good it makes you feel like i don't even have that confidence but when i put on this album especially that song it's like wow it's giving me fake confidence i can work with this
0: (laughs) going back to like when we were going over this the wrapped playlist and you were like this is a good one to work out to i feel like this is a really good album Mm. to work out to and this song specifically
1: absolutely i've I've already worked out to this so, so many different times i've listened to this album on repeat to work out great workout album
0: um, yeah, but Fly As Me is like a self-empowerment, like, funk jam, and it kicks ass, and someone said that it, it sounds like a clothing or a back-to-school commercial, which would so. normally, like, deter me or bother me, but it, it's, like, a really good song, and I think if it wasn't a commercial, it, it would... I don't think it would bother me. And I I can definitely see it. It's gonna happen someday.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. I can see the like just like a middle schooler walking in the hall with like some square glasses on <laughs> and like some Tim's and they're getting it. They're they're excited, oh, yeah. they're ready for class, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, and the next song is uh after last night featuring Thundercat and Bootsy. Um talked about Bootsy already, but I, I love Thundercat and I don't think he's, like, singing on the song, but I I can tell that he's playing bass or something at least. It's got his, like, touch to it. Um, And I think this one is a slow jam to end all slow jams. I think I prefer this one over Leave the Door Open, um, which is already a super high bar to set. And I um, love the sample of the um, woman talking at the beginning. It's kind of goofy and... I love Bootsy's, like, little interjections and talking moments on this song and on the other songs. And I I like how the song is so romantic, but it's also, like, kind of silly and doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just a really good vibe. Um, I love the la-la-la part near the end and the, like, crazy shredding electric guitar. Mm. It's just a really beautiful song. Um... Can't really complain about it.
1: I would have to agree with that. I mean they definitely put on a goofy um premise for the album. I mean it's got it's got it's 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 comedic, it's funny. But at the same time, I mean it's really good. And I think if you're a great artist you can do both. Oh if yeah. you're great you can do both. You can be artistically engaging and funny at the same time.
0: For sure, for sure. Um i feel like after 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 last night you don't even get time to breathe um before smoking out the window comes on which is probably the best song on the whole album in my opinion at least um the first time i heard it in in the car on the way to work i like screamed at the radio and got goosebumps um it's just a really sick song the beat is crazy and amazing and I love how Anderson and Bruno like trade parts throughout the song. Um, The first time I heard Anderson say this bitch, I was like, holy shit. And uh, the chorus just takes you even higher. And I I think that they're two of the best singers like in popular music period right now. Um, They have so much personality in both of their voices. It's also such a catchy song and, it's just got infinite replay value. I feel like you can never get tired of it, and I feel like of the two, like really big singles, this and leave the door open. This is the superior one to me, and I hope that it wins all of the awards. Um, I'm not. Sh- I can't remember if this song specifically got nominated for a Grammy. I think it. No, it was leave the door open that got nominated, but I feel like it should have been this song. But I guess the other song was a little bit more popular. So
1: yeah
0: um put on a smile sounds like it could easily be a Duran Jones in the indication song it's basically uh tracks of my tears by Smokey Robinson but like in a modern context it's just a uh solid soul jam about trying to act happy when you're really not There's not much else to it but it's a really solid song um 777 is probably my least favorite, but I feel like a least favorite on this album is still pretty great. I mean, mm-hmm. least favorite aside from the intro, which I don't really think counts because it's a minute long. Um, it kind of sounds like a cousin to Fly is Me. It's just a wild, upbeat, like funky song about gambling and just going all out. Um, just living large. Like, uh, uncut gems vibes
1: very uncut gems vibe yeah. i could see it on the soundtrack had it come out the right time <laughs>
0: oh yeah for sure um skate is another song that's in my top three um no doubt in my head um it's like a perfect song for uh like a classic retro like roller rink kind of vibe um makes me want to get back into roller skating i used to when i was a teenager Um, it's impossible not to smile and feel good when you hear this song. It's definitely the most disco the album gets. Um, and I want to shout out the line, you smell better than a barbecue. (laughs) Um, I didn't really notice that, um, line the first few times I heard it, but when I was going through it to take notes for this, I was like, that's a fucking hilarious line. Um, but yeah, it's a perfect tune to... Skate around with your sweetie baby, underneath some neon lights.
1: Sweetie baby.
0: Yeah, sweetie baby. Sweaty baby. Sweaty baby. Let's get it. Um, and the finale and the extended Silk Sonic cinematic universe, uh, the wonderful blast off, um, which I don't see a lot of people talking about. Um, there's not much to say about it, but it's just a really satisfying end to the album. And it really does feel like you're blasting off in a rocket ship to some other planet. Um, it's very in the fashion of those older like soul and like funk bands that uh, like to talk about space a lot for some reason. Um, yeah, I feel like they were very true to that. Um, but it's a very short and sweet album. It's definitely a 5 out of 5 to me. I wouldn't change anything about it. I feel like even the weak moments on it are better than a lot of albums that have come out this year, and uh I was telling Hannah yesterday I feel like it would be like perfect background music to some kind of party. Mm-hmm. It's just really great music and makes you feel really good and i I think that they uh give it their all in the performances, yes um next uh I had. Beach Fossils um, with The Other Side of Life piano ballads. And I didn't have a ton of notes for this because it, it, it's like 20 some minutes long. It's really, really short. I think all these albums are that I'm talking about are really short for some reason. Um, Beach Fossils was the second to last band that I saw before COVID hit. Um, it was a great show and I'm not like an expert on their music. I don't know like entire albums except for I guess like Clash the Truth a little bit and the first one I think. Um, but I, I've dug them for probably about ten years since that first album came out, and I, I got really obsessed with their songs sometimes. Um, when I saw this album announced and heard that the premise was all these like classic songs in their repertoire being reimagined into this, like, cool jazz, almost Christmassy, like, Charlie Brown Christmas sound, um, with, uh, nothing but piano and saxophone underneath the vocals, I thought that that was a really neat concept, and I think that it plays out super well on here, because, uh, normally their sound is, like, your sort of standard jangly, upbeat indie rock with some kind of moody like I don't know how to describe it. It's just some kind of like moody songs here and there. Um and you get pretty much the same like uh variety of emotions on this album, but uh yeah, it's just a it's just a neat little album and I feel like it doesn't wear out its welcome, which is honestly something I'll say about the rest of these albums because they're all really short um this year has always been my favorite beach fossil song maybe and i think i love this version even more than the regular version something about the chords just hits me differently with how stripped back it is and i think the chorus translates super well and the uh saxophone on it is gorgeous um the sweet, uplifting lyrics on May 1st and uh, What a Pleasure are really highlighted with everything being stripped all the way back. I feel like it makes you pay more attention to just like how sweet and simple the lyrics are. Sleep Apnea is no doubt, um, personal favorite or not, the objective masterpiece of Beach Fossils, if you ask me. I got chills when I saw it performed live, and I love the sort of hypnotic drum beat that sounds like a clock ticking on this version and the uh like gorgeous rough around the eggs rough around the edges saxophone that uh replaces the guitar is I, i think that's a wonderful touch uh there's a version of down the line um on here which is the original is probably like the moodiest and angstiest sounding of their songs well maybe not but like at least on this album compared to the other ones. Um, I think it's interesting to hear it translated into this context. And it's got a lot of quotable lines that resonate with the feelings of today's youth. It's very, uh, It's very relevant. Youth is a track from that very first album that I mentioned, so it carries the most nostalgia of all of these songs for me. I kind of wish he did a version of that song sometimes that I mentioned for this album, but still, um, I love the chords on this one. It takes a summery, upbeat song and changes the season to this wintry, like cool sound. It's also interesting how that comes with like ten to eleven years of age. How it goes from summer to winter. I, I'm sure that was like part of the intention that to bring that song back. Um, the last song is uh, appropriately named That's All For Now um, which is taken from the album Somersault um, which I think is like their most experimental album if I remember correctly there's a lot of different stuff going on um, but yeah his vocals on this version are wonderful and I love the melody and the little bit of harmonies you can hear buried underneath them Um, There's not much else to say. You can't really go wrong with this album. It's nothing that's going to blow your socks off, but it's just delightful and a perfect soundtrack to like a cold evening, getting home from work and sitting by our fireplace. It's super wintry and appropriate for the season. I I would give it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, Moving on from that, we've got the new Idols album, Crawler. Um and you really like idols too, don't you?
1: I love idols. Love idols.
0: Um they've been on my radar for a little while now, since uh late twenty eighteen when their album Joy as an act of resistance really clicked with me and I went out and bought the C D at uh Lunchbox Records in Charlotte. I'm not sure what happened to that C D. Um But it's been really interesting watching their progression since then and watching them blow up. And it's only been a short time. I mean, it's been three years, which feels like a long time. But like I was saying earlier, it's like a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, it it feels like much longer. Um, If you don't know idols, the best way to describe them is just very moody and aggressive post-punk with interesting lyrics about societal issues um the production on this album hits are like a sweet spot to my ears it sounds like a perfect blend of the production from ultramano their last album and then joy as an act of resistance it sounds heavy but also really light on the ears i, I think that's like an interesting juxtaposition um Their change in sound is extremely evident on MTT-420-RR, the opening song. When this one came on, I was beginning to wonder if I was even listening to the right album. I love how it starts off extremely slow and bare and brooding with the repeating line, it was February, I was cold, and I was high. And then the electronics sound more chaotic and the song builds into Joe's screaming, are you ready for the storm over some pummeling loud drums. Um, and then after that, the wheel um, coming on just kicks ass, um, taking those pummeling drums and giving them this driving rhythm that sounds like you're riding a bulldozer down a highway going like 70 miles an hour. I love how in your face the bass is. You feel it really deep in your body. Um, especially on some good speakers. And I, I love how he sings, the wheel! Um, and I, I love the line, um, the kids are not all right on the, the next song when the lights come on. It's very clever and simple, but it, it fits their vibe. And I think the like messages they try to convey in their music, um, it goes a long way. Car Crash sounds as manic and anxiety inducing as ever, just when you thought that they might not be going quite as insane on this album. It's got these sort of robotic start and stop drums and this heavy ass bass. I love Joe's screaming vocals here and the ending is so intense when the electric guitar comes in like screeching power tools or something. Um the new sensation is the most radio-ready idols could probably get. Um, it's got this retro rock and roll 50s flair with its title and hook that's calling on you to do this dance, the new sensation. But uh, it still sounds really thick and powerful and punk rock. I love how Joe says, huh, after some of the lines in the verse. Um uh, There's a part where his voice cracks, I forget exactly where it is in the song, but I I really love that part. Um, Stockholm Syndrome is a newer favorite that didn't hit me the first few listens, but now I'm super into it. It's pretty standard for them at this point, but it's got this awesome bass line and this fast electric guitar strum in the chorus, it's just a lot of fun. And then I never thought that I'd hear this band do something with a 50s doo-wop style chord progression and drum beat, Um, but I'm not complaining at all. This track, The Beachland Ballroom, is my favorite on the record and one of my favorite songs of the whole year. Um, It only increases in intensity as the song draws out, except for that part in the middle where it kind of stops and he's saying, I'm not praying, baby, and this vulnerable, kinda raspy voice and then the drums come like in on like volume one hundred and assault your ears. It's super cathartic and I think this is his best vocal performance and their entire discography. I-, I know you really love this song.
1: This is my favorite song off the album. It's my favorite idol song at the moment and um absolutely Fell in love with his vocals on this. Um, I love how soulful it gets at times. But at the same time, he's like screaming. And he's aggressive. And it's it's very well balanced between the two. He's obviously got so much control over his voice. And it's just, it's just a very impressive performance. I love the song. I love the retro, um, nostalgic feeling of it. I love how heavy it is. I just love this track.
0: The band is super tight on it too. It just sounds so slick. Very slick. Um, The song Crawl up next has this chunky distorted riff that I feel like it could put the song, you feel like you could put the song on some like crazy high energy like garage rock compilation um, from like back in the day, like from like the 60s or something. It just keeps the energy of the album flowing um the bass line and drums in the song meds make the song either sound like a lost classic like misfits tune or something on like a racing video game soundtrack um it kicks ass and there's also this sax that uh, sounds like it's getting strangled reminds me of like some no wave or punk shit from the late 70s i love the insane disorienting guitar solo that turns into a riff from heaven and then the outro which almost sounds like a different song until it comes right back to the baseline um then we have progress which is super spacey and bare sounding compared to the rest it's Not my favorite, but it's like a nice break, nice breather from the rest of the really insane tracks that are around it. Uh, Wiz is in the style of some insane hardcore punk track from like the early 80s. Even pulling off the song length only being 30 seconds long. I really enjoy the He Lies hook and the little breakdowns in King Snake. Definitely a song to get stuck into your, stuck in your head. Um, straight to the point, the last track, just like the last album, it was kind of a appropriate last song name. Um, the last track is literally called The End. Um, its lyrics are pretty simple, but one thing that sticks out is the line, in spite of it all, life is beautiful, which is such a simple but refreshing thing to hear and such aggressive, loud music. That's one thing that I really love about idols. It's uplifting and empowering. Um, I think a lot of their songs have a really good message. Um, it's nice to hear like this crazy, like hardcore sound that like you normally wouldn't associate with just like being a good person. Um, it's just really refreshing. Um, this is probably not my absolute favorite Idols release. Um, I could see it working its way up there or at least tying itself with that the album Joy that I mentioned before. Um, but yeah, like I said, the production sounds like they hit this perfect sweet spot and it's just a really fun record. I'd love to uh work out to it someday. I know we keep going back to working out to things, but mm-hmm. they uh. They have a good sound for that, and I, I would give this one a four point five out of five. Um, moving on, we've got Snail Mail's new album Valentine, um, which is just just some uh, straightforward indie rock, um, but this time I feel like there are more like '90s alternative vibes than I guess with the previous work. But I'm not like an expert on. Um, The early stuff, but just just from what I've gathered. um, I wasn't really sure what to make of this album at first, but uh, as the album goes on um, with repeated listens, it revealed itself to be a catchy, fun little indie pop rock album. There's not a whole lot to it. It's like the other albums, it's just short and sweet. Um, The title track comes out of the gate with some quiet, mellow verses and a chorus that just explodes it's a uh, very lovesick track about the end of a relationship and not wanting to let go which I think that theme carries on through the rest of the album Uh, Ben Franklin's got a great dance groove with uh, this great uh, beat but there's also this like 90's radio rock catchiness that's all over it um, like I was saying before I love the part at about 210 where the uh, strummed electric guitar comes in. Um, I believe this song was the first single, or maybe it was Madonna, Um, but it was a good move for a single. Um, Headlock sounds pretty melancholy, but still upbeat. And uh, Then when you really check in and read the lyrics, it sinks in that it's actually a really dark song, especially the bathtub part. Pretty rough to read. Um, Hope she's okay. Um, Things go pretty bare with the song Light Blue. Um, It has nothing but acoustic guitar and some strings. I think there's a cello. I can't really tell. Um, Whatever it is, I really enjoy it. The light instrumentation, um, in my opinion, lets the rawness of her vocals shine. It's a really beautiful tune, and The uh, little bit of layered vocals on the last part are a really delicate but nice touch. Uh, The next song, Forever Sailing, brings the drums back, but it's still pretty mellow and somber as it rides along. I love the sort of funky and flangy guitar that comes in during the pre-chorus. And then the chorus itself gives me like Bjork vibes with how she sings it. Um, which goes back to the 90s thing with this album. I I think it just has a really strong 90s thing. Um, On to the other single that I mentioned before, we've got Madonna. Um, I think this one was actually the first one released. Um, I think the production and instrumentation is the most uh, fleshed out and impressive on this song there's a lot going on, kind of a slow hip hop beat underneath a driving acoustic guitar at the start. Then it fades into this like indie rocker with what sounds like a drum machine here and there and uh some of the guitars in the background sound a little wonky and out of tune but in a really cool way. And then the ending is just I feel like everything gets stripped back again. It's a really interesting song from like a production standpoint. Um C et al I'm not sure how to pronounce that -- is a uh, to me, like a sister to the previous song "Light Blue," in terms of just being acoustic. I like the pacing of this album a lot with uh, the spread out ac- across the album. Um, this one is sad and reflects on where Lindsay is um, after our relationship has ended it's one of my favorites on here for sure. Um, Glory is a bitter, loud, and brash rock tune with probably the heaviest guitars on the album. I can hear a little bit of, uh, the band Hole in some parts on the chorus, especially where she sings You Owe Me. It just reminds me of Courtney Love a lot. Um, I could definitely hear this being on some, like, alternative station, like, way back in the day. Um, Auto-Made is a pretty good mellow song, cooling things off after the last track a little bit. And there's not much to say about it, but it just kind of continues the narrative of the record, just like the heartache and the end of a relationship. And uh, the last track, Mia, is a heartbreaking tune with uh, Lindsey singing over a strummed electric guitar and then a full orchestra. It's very cinematic, and her vocals add a lot of emotion to the track. It's a really sad, but fitting, perfect way to end the album. Um, But yeah, um, like I've been saying with all of these, really, um, none of the tracks wear out their welcome. It's just a solid little record. It's 30 minutes long. It's got a pretty easy narrative to follow lyrically, and I think it deserves whatever praise it gets in the scene. And I would give it a 4 out of 5. Nothing about it really blows my socks off, but I can't say anything negative about it either. It's just solid, like I said. Um, Then the final album that I'm going to talk about um, is, again, it's very short, very straightforward, just indie rock music. Um, It's Courtney Barnett's new album, Things Take Time, Take Time. Um, I feel like compared to the last album, though, I like the lyrics and delivery on this one. I I think Courtney has a knack for these like really dry, kind of sarcastic lyrics. Um, but I don't know that not the whole album is, uh, like sarcastic or whatever, but she just has an interesting way of writing I've never been a hardcore fan of Courtney's, but uh, I've always enjoyed everything I've heard and I even almost saw her live once. Um, I regret not going. I know that she shreds during live shows and she's a really great guitarist. Um, and now that we're talking about it, of Sea Lice with Kurt Vile. Um, their album from 2017 was one of my favorite albums from that year. I got kind of obsessed with it for a while um getting into the album ray street sets the mood immediately it's an extremely laid-back record these are rock songs and there are electric guitars and drums at a medium pace but i feel like they're just walking fast enough to get where they're going and they're just putting us in courtney's mind she's describing us describing to us where she's literally at watching people at her window and just sitting back Um, and relaxing. Sunfair Sundown kind of surprised me with its drum machine sound, but it's still welcome on the album. It's got these shimmery, buried synths that kind of give it this summery feel. Um I feel like this is a really summery album. Um to come out when it did. I, I guess it is summer in Australia where she's from, so maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't know where she's living currently. Anyway, um I really like the way she approaches a love song, like on the song Here's the Thing. It's not a straightforward love song. It's done with this attitude that I feel like only she would bring to it. Um, I feel like the song Before You Gotta Go could be in some twee 80s or 90s indie movie soundtrack with its kind of simple lyrics and quirky sound. I'm thinking of like But I'm a Cheerleader or something like that. It's definitely the catchiest on the album. I really love the electric guitar line on it. It almost sounds like it's from like an old New Wave track. It, it's a, it's an interesting little song. It, it's just kind of short and sweet. Um, two words I've been using a lot um, on this episode. Turning Green is basically Courtney's version of the Zombies track, Friends of Mine. It's an upbeat song about being happy for your friend who's got a newfound relationship it's simple and nice and i love the weird drum machine sounds and the shredding guitar at the end um continuing the theme of uh just kind of laying back and taking your time and reminding you that everything will be okay there's uh the song take it day by day which has a title that pretty much says it all it's uh Kind of like she's an old friend being your life coach. Um, if I Don't Hear From You Tonight is another song that would be on the uh, indie movie soundtrack that I mentioned before. I feel like it would be played during some montage, like in the climax or something. It's just a cute indie rock love song. What more could you want? Um and then the uh, song Write a List of Things to Look Forward to would definitely be the end credits to the movie as like, all the characters drive off on a highway into the sun. Um, it's upbeat and jangly, acknowledging the world is chaotic, but taking comfort and others feeling lost too and trying to make the most of it. It's probably my favorite track on here. Um, it just resonates with me a lot. Um the song, Splendor, is a decent track with a bit of a 50s doo-wop sway to it. It's a good cooling off moment, um, not much to say about that one, or the next one really, um, Oh The Night, uh, which I do think wraps up the album pretty nicely. It's mellow and pretty, and I enjoy the simple guitar solo that finishes finishes it off. Um, It's a simple, uh, end to a simple song on a simple album. Um, I would give this thing a 4 out of 5, just like the Snail Mail album before this. Um, there's no major flaw in it, um, and even when I don't find a track particularly amazing, it's fine, and nothing on here bothers me, and like I said, it's only 30 minutes long, which is, to me, like, the perfect length for an album. Um... But yeah, that's all of the albums for November. Hannah's been hanging out in the background. Yes. Do you have anything to add?
1: Um, Not off the top of my head, but I definitely appreciate you doing this. I'm-
0: Can't believe it's yeah. almost 2022.
1: I know, it's insane.
0: Lots of new stuff coming out um, yeah. in the next year, probably. New Lana Del Rey, you said.
1: She said something yesterday at that um, Variety Award show that... She was going to release a new album, but she didn't give any context as to when that would be. And you know how she is. She'll say she's releasing something, and then it comes out three years later. No shade. of love you, Lana. But... <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: um, I think I actually had this list of uh, some yeah, things coming out next year. Let me find it really quick. I'm really professional. I have to look up things as I'm recording um let's see not all of these are bands that I really know well um but they are on my wish list for Rate Your Music right now I have um there's a new Alt-J album coming out um which should be pretty cool a new Big Thief album I'm still trying to get into them a new Spoon album. I've really liked the single "The Hardest Cut" that they put out. New Mom Jeans album. I've always been kind of interested in them. Are you? Do you like Mom Jeans? Or,
1: oh, I, am I thinking of something else. A little else? bit, but I kind of forgot about what the songs were.
0: I, I got you. From um, new Mitski album. Um, speaking of Mitski, uh we just did a cover of "Francis Forever" and. Hannah really killed the vocals on it. Um I think Aww, uh, she did a wonderful job and that is up on my Instagram um okay Shane96 you can find it there. Um let's see what else is coming out. New 100 Gecs. I'm still warming up to them, but I'm interesting interested to hear what that's going to sound like. Um new Animal Collective, love Animal Collective. Um I love the single, Prester John. I think I actually went over it in one of the uh, Discover Weekly videos, or not videos, uh, episodes that I did before. Um, Yeah. That's not all of my list, but those are some things that I'm most interested in at the moment, and there's probably other stuff being announced uh, at the moment or stuff that hasn't been officially announced but we know it's coming like father john misty and arctic monkeys is definitely doing something by next year um and death grips is posting cryptic shit on social media so i feel like that probably means something oh yeah but yeah that is the end of this monster episode hope you all enjoy it and i hope you all have a lovely day